You're listening to the Pocket Hole Podcast with your host, PDF Pocket Hole. We're broadcasting to you today from the past. That's right, this episode takes place in the past. Currently, PDF Pocket Hole is busy doing something else. What could he be doing? Perhaps he's getting a haircut. Welcome to the Pocket Hole Podcast. Sound waves pocket thoughts in the brains of the human population. Welcome to the Pocket Hole Podcast. Your whole inhalation of good vibrations and information. Hello, one and all, to the Pocket Hole Variety Show Special. That's right. That is right, my friends. This is a very special episode. This is special, but it just also happens to be on Christmas. And it's a variety show! So today, what do we have? We have a chat with acclaimed writer and art curator, DJ Pong Pong. Also a DJ. We're going to answer some fan questions in the, the new segment, The Podcast Sync. I actually got a lot of questions. I wasn't expecting that. Some of them very stupid. Some of them not very stupid. We have uh, a song. A new song, but not one off the new album that I just released. It's just a song I made yesterday. Cause, well, actually, I was going to make it for a whole different reason for a friend, but it turned into something else, and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to pop that on the podcast. It has way too much effort put into it. But anyway. Also, we have another song at the end, a Christmas song. Denim is going to sing you a Christmas song. Because I'm a good podcast man, that's why. Because this is just me having fun. So speaking of having fun, this song that I made during the week, it was supposed to be something totally unrelated, still for the podcast. I was going to take a sample of something my friend sent me. He wanted me to make a song for the podcast, but I, it just wasn't working. It just didn't sound right. And I, I want to do it justice because what he sent me was really good and I'll probably do it in the next episode. But... I had a flick through the thought catalogue, and I saw this nice idea. I wanted to do a song about a man who was the strongest man in the world, and he could beat anyone up. He could beat any. He could beat the shit out of anyone anytime he wants, but he doesn't. Conor McGregor did this thing, and by the way, yeah, I'm not interested in fucking talking about him for very long. But he punched a guy in the face, an old, an elfella in a pub, and I just thought. That guy's really strong. Conor McGregor's really strong. He fights people for a living. That's his job. And he punched a guy in the face. They were in a pub and he offered the guy his his brand of whiskey and the guy said no. And he punched him in the face. And I thought it must be hard, to some extent, to be so strong that you can beat the shit out of most people in the world. Like, you can beat the shit out of people who spend their whole lives trying to beat the shit out of you. So you're strong, but you can't really do a lot with that. But everybody knows that you have that power. And also, legally, you can't really use it. It's kind of like owning a gun, but it has no bullets. And bullets also don't really exist, except in Madison Square Gardens. That's where you can use your bullets. Does that make sense? So this song is called The Man Who Could Beat the Shit Out of Anyone in the World, But Doesn't. And also, it's not about Conor McGregor. That's just what inspired it. This guy, this character in this song, he's the strongest man in the world, but he's also very nice. He has no intention of hurting anyone. He doesn't want to hurt anyone. But he could. But he doesn't want to. But he could. 
this is a story about the strongest man in the world. A very muscly man who could beat the shit out of anyone he wants, but doesn't. He's been strong ever since he was born, and he keeps getting stronger as the days go on. He's the strongest man in the world, and he could beat you up if he wanted to, but he doesn't want to. Waitresses emerged from the staff room with a birthday cake. In his excitement, he accidentally knocked over his pint glass, shards scattering on the floor. The waitress approached with the much anticipated birthday cake, but slipped quite comedically on the floor. The cake flew slowly through the air and landed right on the beefcake's muscly face. The incident was being filmed by a young trickster. Oh no! Says the strong man, very embarrassed now. Please delete that video. It's quite embarrassing. The trickster smiled and he said, Well, what if I don't? Well, what if I don't? Well, what if I don't delete that video? What are you going to do? Are you going to beat me up? I think not. And the strong man said, Beat you up, beat you up, oh he could beat you up and beat you down, beat you down, oh he just wants to be strong, insist that violence is wrong, except in instances of self-defense. Beat you up, beat you up, oh he could beat you up and beat you down, beat you down, could make you cry until you sippy cup, sippy cup, till everybody in town that you're a baby. strong man said, no, you're right, I won't do that. I don't know what I'm going to do with that song. I don't know where to put it. It's like you've just impulse bought an expensive item when you're out. You just about got it home on the bus. It's very big. And you don't know where to put it in your house. Because you just don't have room for that thing. That's what this song is. It's a big, expensive novelty item. But I, I will do something with it at some point. I don't know what, but it, it's too good to throw in the bin like that. It was very haphazardly made. It's, it's not finished, so I'll go to the laboratory and I'll, I'll cook that one up. But listen, listen to me, okay? That's not it. 
That is not it. That's not the variety show. I'm gonna introduce you to someone called Pong Pong, okay? You may have noticed her name in the credits of some of my music videos. Pong Pong is a very big influence on the PDF pocket hole stuff. In the sense that she's very good at telling you what to do. So, you know that saying, those who can't do, teach? It's kind of usually said in a very condescending fashion, but it, it has a lot of sense to it. Like, it comes from a good place. The way I see it, there's two people, two types of people in this world. <laughs> there are two people in this world. One of them is a creator. The, the person who makes stuff and just has the ideas, they just come to them and they flow, they go with it, they just put it on paper. And then there's the editors of the world. The people who don't want to make anything. They don't want to dive into that part of their brain. But they're very good at telling you what's good. That kind of side of things are often looked down upon. Probably from the creator's perspective. It's like, oh, well, you know, everybody's a critic. Just telling me what to do. Telling me how I should do my art. But that's really important. Because a lot of the time you make something... And you've no idea that there's this glaring piece of it that's just wrong. You need someone to come along and say, hey, look, yeah, that doesn't work. And tell you why. You know, tell you why. And not just that, but also someone saying, hey, that bit there, that's great. Do that more. So I had a chat with her. We, we didn't talk about any of this. Don't really know why, why I'm telling you that, but I suppose I just have to say something. So anyway, let me play the interview with DJ Pong Pong. This is PDF Pocket Hole. Oh, a bit of hiss. So, DJ Pong Pong, yet another character in the roster of Pocket World's people. Would you? Do you like that? Do you like being part of Pocket World? Uh, no, I think you're forcing me to be there. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. That's the dynamic that I enjoy. I don't. I don't like people to be comfortable on the show. Yeah, you're doing it very right. It's also unnecessarily cold in here. Yeah. And I always give people the bad chair. Why am I here? Yeah, good question. Why are you here? You're you're part of the the ensemble that okay. is inspiring and helping to create Pocket World stuff. Uh huh. You help direct the Modesto video. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. I'm a writer, a helper to artists that I trust. <laughs> in. I so, take pictures too often. I am a big man. For those listening, because this is an audio podcast, DJ Pong Pong is six foot seven, tall, dark, short hair. How dark? Dark as my morning coffee. That's not very dark. You're a tall, dark person mixed with milk. Is this a radio? This is a form of radio. It's like free radio. Free radio. You can say what you want. Do you want to say the N-word? Oh, I was about to say it. <laughs> I was in Spain once, and you can say it freely there. Because yeah. they don't know what it means. No. The most famous YouTuber in Spain says that all the time in YouTube, and no one says anything. It's not the actual word itself that's offensive. It's... The context that the person themselves is applying it to. They just don't know what that word means? They do know what that word means, but... Oh, they just don't really care? No, it sounds like something cool to say. Like, for example, in work, we call everyone bro. Bro. Bro, you know? Yeah. Everyone that comes, and it's like... Really? Yeah. We call each other bro. It's something that the boss says, and now we just <laughs> have to say it. Is it ironically, or...? Um, no. Just, it's... Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, if, if my boss calls you a bro, then I, I doubt he will fire you. <laughs> I'm a bro. You're a bro, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, I became a bro like two months ago. 
You're good at sound effects. Yeah. Wait. Wow. That was a drop of water. That was. That wasn't a sound effect. That no, no, was. No, no, no. I did that. Wow. How? I learned it in the army. What? Uh, what other sound effects you can do? I can do uh, the metro coming, mm-hmm. but just one metro. Like it has to be like five wagons, 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 wagons. So it has to be five carriages long. Yeah, exactly. What does that sound like? What else can I do? I'm good at uh, beeping things. Beeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like beep beep. Just a generic beep. Um, like a fire alarm beep. Yeah. Yeah. Want to hear it? Yeah. Holy fuck! I know. Wow. No, like people might think that's a sound effect. No, I did that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I saw I saw a video on YouTube once actually where this guy he can do a perfect police siren. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was suspicious that that was an effect, but no, I'm looking at you do that right in front of me. I know how to do like a race car sound. Yeah. Is this you? You didn't even mention this as like I a know, talent that I know, you have. I know. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the variety show. You're welcome. Do you think you'll be back on? Maybe. You want to come back on? Not really. No. No. It's it sounds bad if you say you didn't like it. So I like to get people to say that. No, I'm sorry. Can you just say the Pocket Hole Podcast is the best podcast in the, in the world? Mm. Just that one little bit, please. Why do you like that? Why do I like that? Yeah, people saying that. Because it it makes me feel good. Can you tell other people to say it to me? Please. Go say, to say his say louder, Instagram. Say louder. Please, <clears throat> go to his Instagram and tell, tell him that you enjoy this post- podcast a lot. Because if not, he's going to ask me every day. Please. Day and night. Don't say the last bit about me asking you. Just say it like it was your own idea. Okay. People, please go to his Instagram page and tell him how great this podcast is. Ah, come on. You didn't have to say that. Yeah. Come on. Stop. Even if it's not true, just tell him because he needs it. He's going to stop making them. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that. You're putting words in my mouth, but I suppose, yeah, I will stop making them. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that you said that of your own volition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the Pocket All Podcast. Okay, that's that. What do you think of it? Is that is that interesting? Is that good? Was that a good segment? I don't know. It's over now and you won't hear it again. So, let's move on. We have a new segment called the Podcast Sync. That's right, the Podcast Sync. Play the jingle. What do you know? What do you think? Let your thoughts flow through the tap like water into the metaphorical podcast sink. Welcome to the podcast sink, where thoughts flow like water through a kitchen sink of podcasting. That's right. If that doesn't make sense to you, that's fine. It doesn't entirely make sense to me either. But all I know is thoughts are coming. They're going down the sink. Where they go, who knows? But let's just enjoy it while it's here. Because thoughts and questions, they're just like water. They're very useful when they're around. You you use it to cleanse yourself. When it's in your vicinity, you're thinking, yeah, great, I love this stuff. And then when it's not there, you're not really too bothered about it until you need it again. Is that... What the fuck am I talking about? Basically, I, you ask me questions, okay? Let's play this jingle instead. It makes much more sense. You've got mail! Alright, cool. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's answer some questions. Okay, so I wrote some of them down on this piece of paper. And... I, 
I don't know why I wrote it down on a piece of paper. Seems it was really time consuming. <clears throat> question one. Question one. Why why do I have to number the questions? Question. What's a podcast? Uh, a podcast is uh, an episodic series of digital audio files that a user can download in order to listen. And there's also a thing called video podcasts. And these are like podcasts, but with a video. A podcast is actually a portmanteau formed by combining the words iPod and broadcast. And the term podcasting as a name for this, this technological innovation... The name and the, the term was first suggested by The Guardian columnist, uh, BBC journalist, Ben Hammersley, who invented it in 2004 while padding out an article for The Guardian newspaper. So 2004, that's how far back podcasting goes. The Pockethole podcast, and all podcasts in general, merely stand on the shoulders of giants, an adaptation of radio, which has been a source of news broadcasts and talk shows since the 1930s. A podcast is just radio for the internet. In August 2004, Adam Curry launched his show, The Daily Source Code. It was a show focused on chronicling his everyday life. Which is funny because, you know, since podcasts began, it's just been people talking shit about themselves. And Podcasts are a very egotistical type of thing. I mean, look, I'm asking you to ask me questions for the show. Is that not egotistical? I'd like to say it's not. I do genuinely worry every single episode about my levels of pretension because I've not listened to many podcasts in my life, to be perfectly honest with you. I could probably count them on one hand. And I wanted to make kind of a game show type thing, but it's hard to get guests in that often. So the podcasts I have listened to, there seems to be a point in every podcast where the person seems very pretentious or very self-centered. And I'm not sure where they always like that or did the podcast make them that way. So if I ever, if I ever stumble into pretentious territory, please, please call me out in private. Okay, in private. Don't let the public know. Just in fact, do the opposite. In public, say not pretentious podcast. The first totally unpretentious podcast. That's how you tell your friends about it, please. So the question, yeah, uh, what is a podcast? I think that explains it pretty well. More mail. Next question. Questions for the guest or for you? The questions are for me. Uh, I hope that answers your question. Thank you for sending that in. Do you need to be championed by an industry insider to get anywhere in music? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you kind of do. Just for the basic fact of... Pretty much any industry or most jobs in general, you need someone on the inside to get into it. I've worked in bars for most of my life. Not anymore, thank God, because I fucking hate being in public and especially around drunk people when you're sober. Not my idea of fun. But I always kind of needed someone to get me into a job. So my first ever job, just like everybody... Your friend works there already and they just recommend you and that's how you get the job. Everybody knows that's how it's done. Because before you have a job, you have nothing. You have no CV, nothing to speak of. You need someone else to get you in there. And then when you have that job, that job will get you your next one as experience. That's how any fucking job goes, pretty much. Your dad owns a shop, you work in the shop, you know, whatever. 
And it's, why would it be any different from music? Because a big common mistake about music and the music industry is that the mistake is that thinking your music will get somewhere based on the merit of how good it is. That is just not true in most aspects of life. Music isn't a meritocracy, really. It's not based on how good you are. You have to be good at promoting your music, you have to be good at producing it, and all these aspects go into how successful your music will be. You just simply can't stay at home, make a few tracks, put it on the internet, not tell anyone, and then it gets famous. That happens to one in fucking 10 million people. The whole point is getting your music out there, getting people to talk about it, and getting people to tell their friends and stuff. If people don't tell their friends and they don't tell other people about your music, how are more people going to hear it, you know? And of course, industry insiders, they not only know a lot of people, but they know a lot of people who also know a lot of people. And all of these people talk to each other about music. If you tell Bono about your music and he tells people, that is going to reach an audience full of people who like music. Billie Eilish gets a really hard time about that because people say she's an industry plant, she's an industry insider, she's only famous because her dad works for a record label or something like that. But it's fair enough, like, her music's good. If your music isn't good, people aren't going to like it. People don't just like music because it's marketed. But she's very fortunate in the sense that she has a good platform to market music. Having access to people who can champion your music doesn't change the actual music itself. It just gives it a better chance of getting popular if it's good. Because if it's not good, it just won't go anywhere. Like, it's simple as that. So people are giving Billie Eilish shit because she knows people. But if there's one thing we know for certain is that people don't listen to or buy things that they don't like. If you've ever been on the internet, you'll be very familiar with the fact that People don't like things. A lot. They love to not like things. So no matter who is saying your music is good, if, if it isn't good, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. But having said that, I don't think it should be a goal to know someone on the inside. I think if your stuff is good, it'll find them eventually. Knowing an industry insider or whatever is just kind of a byproduct of wanting to be in the industry anyway. The music industry doesn't have an office, and it doesn't have a headquarters. If you work in a TV station, there's gonna be loads of TV personalities there. There's gonna be fucking Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, whatever. I don't know who's on TV. But if you work in a TV station where all these famous people are, you're gonna be around them by the fact that you work there, and you're gonna have access to those people. But the music industry, people are just on their own for the most part, doing gigs and recording or whatever it's not really like a it's it's not a building in a way the music industry kind of exists by word of mouth and it exists by just people talking about each other so if you want to be in the music industry you're going to have to have people talk about you and you talk about other people in the sense like showing each other music or whatever but then again what the fuck do i know next question couldn't find any CDs at your gig. <laughs> oh, fuck. Shit. Probably shouldn't have answered those two questions together. 
Uh, yeah, uh, right before the gig, because things were running a bit late, I just handed someone CDs and I said, can you sell this or, you know, give it to someone who can sell it? Later on, I, I found where they were being sold and I was like, shit, I didn't even know they were being sold here, so, uh, sorry about that. But you can buy it on Bandcamp, like, you can buy the physical copy of it, uh, it's like the same price that it would be at the gig anyway, so, yeah, hopefully that is helpful. Where do you get your ideas from? It's a question that was asked to Norm MacDonald, the comedian, on a radio show once. And he thought it was such a stupid question. And I just loved that. But it is such a ridiculous question with no answer. Where do you get your ideas from? I, I don't know. I, I thought of them. What, what do you say to that? But it sounds like an appropriate question. You just think of stuff. You don't know why. Well, how did you think of that? Like, Well, I just sat down and... And then I thought of it. Next question. Will I ever be able to buy a pocket hole mask? Yeah, actually, that's that's a very good question, actually. Because I was thinking about... Trigger warning. I was thinking about setting up a Patreon. At some stage. Not now, okay? Not now. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. I know there's a lot of Patreons going out there, and a lot of people are paying money. It's good. I like Patreon. I actually donate to a couple of people myself. But it's the only fucking way to do shit nowadays really like am i gonna go to a a media conglomerate and say hey can i sell masks through your company no so what i was thinking was i'll do a patreon and i'll put like all the songs that are in the podcast and i'll have like behind the scenes shit you know like loads of loads of good exclusive content if you pay a certain amount of money like i'll make you a pocket hole mask or whatever i'm just thinking about it that was something i would really like to do at the moment, I have a full-time job that isn't PDF Pocket Hole, so I can't really be making masks 24-7. But ideally, I'd like to get to a point where PDF Pocket Hole is my job, and I can do that. So more on that later. Uh, I have to make content first before I can start a po- uh, Patreon. More mail. Uh, I've heard you can turn into a Word document at will. Is that true? No, it's not true. But originally, PDF Pocket Hole was going to be... Uh, a group with my friend Commando XL and DJPEG. That that fell through, and we all made like Microsoft themed pseudonyms, and that's part of the reason why I'm PDF Pocket Hole. I'm a leftover from a Microsoft themed band, and we were gonna have a Word document in our group, but you're left with a PDF. Sorry, boy. Sorry, boys. Boys, ladies. I'm a PDF, and I'll stay that way. PDF for life. Next question. What's Modesto up to now? Currently, Modesto is in a remote location. The last thing I heard from him was that he started a new business enterprise in the in the alcohol industry. And he tricked me into fucking going to his bar. And then he teleported me to a magical garden that had a television that zapped me into an alternate universe. That's the last I've heard from Modesto. Will Karen ever appear on the podcast? She is the digital narrator of the the sequence albums. And she's a bitch. Fucking bitch. Always glitching me out of my own albums and stuff. Or killing me. Uh, I'd rather she didn't come on the podcast. But almost certainly she will. Yes, almost certainly. Next question. Where'd you get your shades? I assume this is about the fake celebrity Facebook profile video. I don't know where I got those shades. But I'll tell you that I have a new pair of sunglasses. And they light up. They have little lights around the rims uh, on on the glasses. They were given to me as a gift. They bought it off some Spanish man who sells stuff on a blanket. 
Uh, he wasn't Spanish, he was like a Moroccan man living in Spain. So they ended up in my possession, and those glasses are far more interesting. Not just visually, but their origin too. Next question! Uh, wish you a great day, smiley face. Fuck you, whoever sent that. Next question. Does your flute ever touch the bowl when you have a shit? Now, I assume by flute you mean penis. And by bowl, I assume you mean toilet bowl. And, well, you'd be mistaken because I don't have either of those things. Well, I have one of those things. But what I don't have is a toilet bowl. I have a hole in the floor. Just a simple hole. And all the bile and refuse, it just goes straight in there. Because you know what? Humans weren't meant to sit in a chair when they're taking a poo-poo. It's, it's not the way our biology was meant to be. And the Japanese and Indians have realized this many, many moons ago. And they just have like little kind of holes in the floor. Now, I don't have the money to be installing an actual Japanese toilet. So I just got a room that's downstairs. Cut a hole into the floor. A perfect circle. Or as close as you can get. And then just dig. Just keep digging as far down as you can go. And that hole is massive. So you just shit and piss in there. And you just wait till it fills up. I haven't gotten to that point. But I assume I'll just get a big tube and suck it out. And I don't know. Put it somewhere else. So no, it doesn't touch the bowl. Next question. Why does your piss smell like sugar puffs after eating sugar puffs? Uh, I mean specifically sugar, sugar puffs. I don't know but... I do know that if you have uncontrolled diabetes, that you may have blood glucose levels that are dangerously high. So the body tries to get rid of extra glucose in the urine, and this causes a sweet smell in your piss. So if, you, if your piss smells like sugar puffs, then you might have diabetes, maybe, possibly. Are you exhausted a lot? Do you find yourself to be exhausted? Too tired to go get a decent cereal? It's possible that um, you have too much glucose and your body is trying to get rid of it through means of urine. So I hope you're listening to this, whoever said that. And I hope I'm not scaring you that you have diabetes too, but, you know, get that checked. Why do cats have tiny and violent claws? The, the violence of the claws is, is down to your cat, I'm afraid, but... Yeah, the two purposes, hunting and climbing, and also latching onto surfaces, you know, like carpets. And Cats tend to jump on my leg, and then when they want to jump off my leg, they dig their nails into me, their claws, uh, because my jeans have a fabric that they like to, to put their nails into, and it hurts. And one time I accidentally nearly punched a cat in the body because of that. Also, if you want to force a cat, the... the, the <laughs> The claws of a cat are retractable and, you know, they don't always have claws. But if you want to make the claws come out, you, you put your index on the top of their claw, uh, of their paw, and then put your thumb on the bottom and it makes their claws come out. Final question. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? There's always one. There's always someone who has it. I think South Park answered that question in the in the episode where Cartman dresses up as a robot a robot that has like really good ideas for movies and Hollywood executives want to get him to make like every Adam Sandler movie ever made <laughs> and someone's asking the robot a question they go how much wood chug 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 Cartman's answer was 17 so that's how much wood a wood chuck could chuck if it chuck could chuck wood chuck 
would. Okay, so we're going to get into our final segment of the show. Denim Holdings. You know who Denim Holdings is at this point, I'm sure. He hates art, he's afraid of the colour yellow, and he's a big fan of Christmas. He asked me if he could come on and sing you a Christmas song. Yeah, enjoy this. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. I was watching that last night. Oh, yeah? Just that clip of fucking... I've never actually watched The Princess Bride, but I actually, I really should, because I love Inigo Montoya and that. Hello! All right, well, speaking of movies, I wanted mm. to talk to you about Christmas movies. Christmas movies? Because it's Christmas time. Christmas time. Do you like Christmas? Christmas time. Christmas all the way. I love Christmas. Really, yeah? It's my favourite time of year. I hate Christmas. Uh, well, this is going to make for an interesting conversation. It's not much of a conversation, just don't like forced fun. But that's where you're wrong, man. It's not forced fun. It's it's the invite. It's the invitation to have fun. Yeah. Well, what, what if I don't want to accept that invitation? What's going to happen? Well, then just be a born cunt over in the corner. See, there you go. You're forcing me because you're, no, no. you're insulting me. In my worldview, that's what you are. But in your own world, your worldview. <laughs> you have a worldview of Christmas time. All right. Yeah. I get it. Some people don't like it. That's fine. But uh, don't be coming at me when I'm in my holidays here. Let, let me just say to all you people out there who hate Christmas, Fuck welcome, yourself. welcome. <laughs> Christmas movies, you like them? They're a cash grab for the most part. Yeah, they're made for a purpose. Now, nothing that's made for a purpose is made for anyone. Johnny always wanted to make a movie, but not just any movie. He specifically wanted to make a Christmas movie. As a filmmaker, that was his passion. Never happens. No, no one's passionate about Christmas movies. No, they're literally, they are just yeah. money grabs. And they're always fucking... <laughs> like, there's a new one coming out uh, I think it's just out now I think it's a Netflix movie It's called The Night Before Christmas This 14th century night Time travels into her life Or something like that And it's Whoa. Christmas for some reason And she lo- <laughs> she's in love with him or something And she's like Fish out war thing It's supposed to be fucking retarded Like It's supposed to be like one of the worst things Well Christmas movies are bad But I, I like Christmas albums I was listening to Literally the only day I put it on the uh, My um watch later list but it was MF Doom I don't know it was like a remix of an album he already had or he had a Christmas album mm-hmm. and someone remixed the beats on it or something but it was like MF Doom <laughs> X Cooking Soul can't remember it's a Christmas party or something like that Christmas album but it had like a picture of uh, the Grinch with, with the MF Doom mask on and the smoking a joint okay. it was really cool magical wordplay of America's most beloved rap singer. It's Christmas with Doom. 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 Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Cookies. Your mind on your mask, kid. Horror form a classic, it's drastic. Villain hydrochloric acid splashed it. Pull a knob, reached and blasted. Pow! Pinstripes on a basket. New York style, wow. Do you have a favorite Christmas album? The South Park Christmas album. Yeah, I do like that one, Mr. Hanky's Christmas Classics. Yeah. Why, why do you like it? For a comedy album, it's actually really well done. Like, yeah. the songs are pretty catchy, you know, and it's funny because you know the characters, and it's true to the way that they would do them and all. Like, it was made with honest intentions. Yeah, 
It knows what it is. And it's not a cash grab. Maybe it is, but even if it is a cash grab, it's still no, a good one. they don't. That, that they don't do that. Yeah, yeah, they don't that do that. Wasn't, they don't do that. There's shit. a couple of pre- They made it because they wanted to do that. Like, that's what I like about it. That was a passionate thing, like. It might happen in a couple months or 50 years from now. But no matter when it happens, it will seem too soon to you. Sure on Christmas Eve when you snuggle into bed That you thank God for your family Cause someday they'll be dead Dead, dead, dead Someday they'll be dead Dead, dead, dead Someday we'll all be dead They have a couple pre-existing Christmas songs which I can only imagine was the basis of deciding to extend it to a full album. But the fact that they actually went out of their way to make original songs, that's what you get in an era of compact discs and when people mm. actually buy music yeah it's kind of lost now we can just go straight to spotify like Definitely. i mean i don't think i've ever actually bought an album of anything in physical form yeah but you're not really the type anyway nah but uh i don't know you think in a lifetime you might do that once buy an album <laughs> yeah you can buy my I album know. december plugging, 17th sequence 2 by pdf off plugging your own shit and your own shit okay there's a time and a place <laughs> well this isn't the time or the place my podcast my show well you have guests <laughs> you tiptoe, tiptoe. <laughs> Yeah Christmas album I like the Beach Boys Christmas album If you haven't heard it I Which one it. would that be now? It's the one called The Beach Boys Christmas album I don't Happy really know. I, I haven't got much of the Beach Boys in my repertoire. But I was unaware of how fucking weird and crazy they were until you started saying, like, showing me the weird fucking yeah. shit that they do. I, I don't know if you... I thought it was just, like, uh, good vibrations, yeah. Mm. That's about it, and they probably have one other song that I, I would know well, like... The album that Good Vibrations is on is one of the craziest albums of all time. Yeah, you've talked to me that extensively, and I never wanted to shut up more in my life, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like... I talk about it a lot. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but... You have that poster as well that has every single thing of information about it as well. (laughs) I forced you into a room. Well, okay, you were in the room. Johnny Teardrop? No, no, no. uh, Frankie Teardrop. Frankie Teardrop, yeah. Uh, You were in a room. You didn't know that you were trapped in there. I gave you the speaker. I lulled you into a false sense of security with a few Beach Boy songs. And then I played a Beach Boy song called Wind Chimes. Hanging down. From my window Those are my wind chimes Wind chimes Do you remember Oh, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's off the same album as Good Vibrations. But Wind Chimes... It's not only weird. Well, it should be known that we were also on truffles at the time, like the yeah. most psychedelic drug I've ever done, and it was terrifying. Yeah, and I, I was d- sitting there the whole time thinking I'd shit myself, but I actually hadn't. Yeah, it was weird. and then I played you this unexpectedly terrifying song. It's yeah. it's wind chimes by the Beach Boys. It comes pretty close to good vibrations in the track list. It's a nice song about wind chimes dingling. 
in the wind. Ding a ling a ling. Wind ding. chimes. And then they just have this extremely ill placed and terrifying diminished chord that goes. Wind chimes, wind And that was probably my most satisfying musical moment in history, seeing the terror and fear. <laughs> Everything you had trusted and loved in this world <laughs> had quickly... Because it was a nice relaxing song up until that point, but then that's what And it's doing. a nice band. It's a Damn nice Beach album. Boys. So, Christmas albums, Christmas movies. Here's my idea of Christmas movies that aren't a cash grab, okay? Mm. I've made a list of three movies that I think could be genuine Christmas hits. First one, Gay for Santa. This features Billy Bob Thornton. He plays an undercover cop who tries to seduce a flamboyant mobster who's posing as Santa in a shopping center. And it's not bad Santa? It's not bad Santa, it's Gay for Santa. I've never heard of that before. It's not a movie. This is my idea for a movie. Oh, yeah. oh, it's your own idea. <laughs> Say it again. Billy Bob Thornton, undercover cop. He's trying to seduce a flamboyant mobster who has a side job as Santa. What is the purpose of seducing him, though? He knows that he's a mobster. Yeah, yeah. But he, he needs to, to get ups. close to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he knows that the mobster is gay. Oh, so the mobster is a known gay then? Yeah. yeah. I could see some some good hoisings in there. Some yeah. Good good proper gay jokes. Yeah, like yeah. That. Tasteful. Yeah. I think that could do it do very well actually. Yeah. Uh, how many thumbs up at it? Eleven. <clears throat> Four and three quarters. Yeah. Would you watch it? Probably halfway through. Depends. If you get a good director behind that, you can get a good. You probably get yeah. a good movie out of that. Okay, fair. The wrong one, it could go very badly. Oh yeah, it could I mean, come off tasteless and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be very hard to make gay for Santa tasteless, but. It could be done. Mm. If you get David Lynch or something like that in there, make a proper fucking uh, <laughs> John Landis or someone. Second Christmas movie. Homo Alone. I get the feeling these are all gay pictures. <laughs> no, no, no. Just a coincidence. Home Billy Alone. Bob Thornton has a wank on Christmas. <laughs> and he's gay, that's I it. suppose. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton has a wank on Christmas, that's yeah. it? Yeah. Um. What about to to expand on that in the spirit of Home Alone, yeah. right? Homo Alone, he has a gay wank on Christmas, but there's some gay bashers about, and they're trying to break in and 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 gay lynch him. Yes, as as a grown man version of Home Alone, it could just be like he could be playing an older Macaulay Culkin, yeah. who as being left to his own devices as a kid developed a homosexuality. I don't know how that worked, but like be a cool thing to okay, explore, he's... and you can deal with like the the. Gay prejudices in yeah. 2019. Yeah, no, no, not 2019. This is based in like 1930 in South in Southern USA. I think they were more after the blacks than the gays then, though. Yeah. Where is a homophobic place? Johannesburg, I'd say. Billy Bob Thornton, 1930s Johannesburg, trying to have a wank on Christmas. Are you being a gay What is that? <laughs> that's Johannesburg. That's Joburg, mate. Oh, this Joburg. You actually you, you can't be a gay in Joburg. You pride yourself on your Johannesburg. Accent. <laughs> I haven't done it in years, actually. Yeah. Is that it? Is that your famous accent? Uh, I believe it was. I, I could use a bit more like um, this fucking Joburg mate. Um, I, I could use some refining. Okay, done in a while. you're Billy Bob Thornton. Christmas Eve, no Christmas Day. I'm uh, Billy Bob Thornton. You're Billy Bob Thornton. And I'm gay, yes. Mm-hmm. And 
you're trying to have a wank on Christmas and the the guy's knocking on your door like beating down the door like hey man I'm gonna beat you down I'm gonna beat you down man I'm gonna beat you real hard man you're terrified obviously you're Billy Bob Thornton right now what do you say hey man I'm gonna beat you I'm gonna get you hey man open up this door right now I don't think I will but why I want I, you Billy Bob Thornton we know that you gay wank right now I might be having a wank brother but how do you know it's gay we hate that in this place. I don't know, bro. I like to have a wank. And uh, whether it's gay or not, nothing to do with you, bro. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to you, dude, okay, bro. Okay, have a nice time. <laughs> See you in a bit. <laughs> See you later, bro. <laughs> Third movie. I uh, Make Santa Black. Um, Would you watch it just based on the title? If it was Isaac Hayes. Oh, yeah. Hello, hello, children. Anyway, so we're going for Black Santa, yeah? Uh, no, Make Santa Black. That's what it's mm-hmm. called. So a group of underprivileged kids from the rough part of town start a GoFundMe page to get their high school gym coach in a in the Coca-Cola advert as Santa. Ah. It's like an uplifting Christmas story. Yeah, yeah. Now, is the coach himself, he's going to be Santa. They want him to be Santa in the famous Coca-Cola advert. Yeah, yeah but who is he played by? I would say first Blackfire Christmas has come to mind. Obviously, Morgan Freeman. Not fat enough, you know. No, okay, but Morgan Freeman in a fat suit. That would add some hilarity. <laughs> if you want to go with fat suits, you're probably going for Eddie Murphy, uh, mm. Martin Lawrence. I have an image in my head, but I think it has to be a nobody. Yeah. He's a real gym coach in real life. But I don't know any black gym coaches. Well, but that's the point, mm. though. You have to, like, he's he's the average So he's man. not famous. He's the average Forrest man. Whitaker. Okay, Forrest Whitaker. Wait, is there a point? No, there's no point to that. No, it was just make Santa Black. Thumbs up out of 11? I'll give that seven lazy Forrest Whitaker eyes out of five. Because it didn't catch up yet because it's a lazy eye. Ah! <laughs> Funny. Okay, so you're here for a reason. That I am. What is that reason? To be a person. Speak up. Huh? Speak up! Speak up! Why are you here? To sing a Christmas song. Oh, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know what you want. You I'm don't know what you have it written on this piece of paper here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you've you've written in pencil on a crumpled up piece of paper. Oh, he's in work, and it came to me. And there's a lunch menu on the back. Well, I just grabbed the fucking closest. Wow, your grammar is awful. You yeah, did a lowercase i. I was writing it on my lap. That doesn't mean you can't do an uppercase Why I. Why fuck? I was just doing it real quick. Jingle the bells. The bells go jingle. Jingle in my mind. Jingle all the time. Jingle in my chime. Chime in my crime. The crime of love and Christmas. Too much sometimes. Sometimes I love Christmas too much I get too drunk on the egg now Tell my family to go fuck themselves Ruin all the Christmas time Selfish Christmas time Selfish Christmas crime 
himself his Christmas crown. Oh, bad. We'll have to go bad. back on it. <laughs> yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah. That's all that matters. I know. Time- it's supposed to be bad anyway. Fuck it. Yeah. Play it back. For us? You Are we still on the podcast? And yeah. It? All right. That's embarrassing. Let's go. Well, no, nah, we'll just end it like that. <laughs> 